How is everyone doing? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. So today I'm chatting about the five second rule and how teenagers can use it. So here's the thing. What is the five second rule? It's taken from a book that I read last year by an author called Mel Robbins. She also has a TED talk and I'll share the link to the TED talk in the show notes below. So first of all, I just want to chat briefly just as a bit of an introduction about how we can make ourselves do things at times that we might not necessarily want to do or how do we make ourselves do things at times that we don't really fancy doing so over the years like there's the most basic ones of them like rewards do this and i'll give you this um we'd say kids like chocolate can be a massive motivator for kids (laughs) whereas teenagers then at times teenagers sometimes have to begin giving themselves their own rewards so it could be that let's say if they study for their exams maybe they get that thing they wanted like a present or maybe they get to go out on weekend with mates stuff like that now there's other times then where teenagers kind of have to find ways to just get up and go and make themselves do the work where there might be no necessary reward however there could be a good amount of pain attached to not doing the task they're meant to do. So let's say somebody has, I'm going to pick a random subject. (laughs) I'm going to say history. Let's say somebody has history homework to do. Well, the thing about it is a lot of times somebody could motivate themselves to do that by just avoiding the confrontation over showing up to class and not having their homework done. It might not be that they're thrilled about the details of World War II or that something in World War I totally lit up the world and they were really happy to go off and do it sometimes it can just basically boil down to just showing up and getting the work done now sometimes then that is still a factor however they leave it late they can procrastinate on it and also on the show notes i'm going to list below a really good ted talk by a guy called tim urban it's a ted talk on procrastination It's brilliant talk. I won't give Anthony away. (laughs) So let's put this into the mix now. A teenager knows they need to do something, knows there'll be a confrontation over not doing it. We'd say homework. It can be anything. And yet they do know at some level they'll get it done on time. However, it could come at the expense of stress and anxiety over leaving it till the last minute due to procrastination. And just to define procrastination for any teenagers listening, because I know it's a fancy word, a bit of an adult word, but it is basically putting something off that you know you need to get done, that you eventually will do. That's it in in its most basic form. Now, back to the book. So when I heard of this book, um, the first thing I thought of was being a kid. Like, you know that five-second rule, drop a piece of food on the ground, pick it up before five seconds is up, and you can still eat it. This rule is kind of different to that rule. So it's not an eating rule. So in one sentence, to sum up the five second rule here, if you want a general outline, it would be counting down from five, five, four, three, two, one, and then moving to take action on something that you plan to do. So let's say you don't feel like doing your Irish homework. Five, four, three, two, one, get up and go, go do your Irish homework. It can be any subject, anything. Uh, Like for example, sometimes, I bet in the past, because I've used this with guitar practice talk as well with some of my guitar students, that as an example, 
and I'm 100% not uh, not endorsing jumping from great heights into water. But generally, there'll be three groups of kids in that scenario. The kids that just do the jump, the kids that are like, no way in hell am I doing the jump, and they don't. And the ones that are kind of on the fence. And sometimes it just takes that countdown. They might count down from five, or in that split second, they just run and jump. Now, what happens in that brief period of time between where they take off and run and they jump is whatever internal dialogue was going on, like telling themselves the reason why they shouldn't do it or what might happen to them, that's cut out. They're now moving, moving towards something. They're busy. They're not thinking about it. Now, let's take out jumping into water with doing work on a task you need to do. It's the same simple principle. Because the thing is, we all can tell ourselves stories and give ourselves reasons not to do things, even though we know we need to do them. Like, as I'm recording this right now, I'm going to say straight away, there's stuff I need to do that I'm telling myself stories such as, oh, I'll have time on Saturday and I'll do it then, it'll be okay. And Saturday comes and I'll tell myself, you know what, Sunday's a good day. Because, you know, I don't have something on that day. I'll do it then. Like those sort of stories. We can tell ourselves stories all day long. So in the book she talks about the five second window and I'm just reviewing my notes here because for every book I read I take notes from it I just type up shorthand notes so I'm pulling them up for some of these uh, book breakdowns so she defines it as a five second window between wanting to do something and your mind talking yourself out of it and again that comes back to the whole concept of telling ourselves stories and the important thing about this is to count down from five if you count up to five, more than likely you'll keep going. Maybe go to ten. Maybe then go into a story after you've given the five-second count into the story. And we're kind of primed from all those years of, we'd say, rocket launches. Three, two, one. You know, counting down. Try counting down from five and sitting still. You'll expect something should have happened. And the something that will happen eventually is you can find you'll get up and move and go do the thing that you need to do. So another few points I'd taken from the book was that this five second rule, it doesn't make things easy, it just makes them happen. Like some tasks might never get any easier, but the great thing is when you make it happen, you get them done and they're done out of the way until you might need to do them again. And in a very important point, I'm big on this, separating your habits from your identity. It is a far different thing to say I'm lazy than to say I have a habit of being lazy when you say I have a habit of being lazy what's happening is you've put lazy into the category of habit so if it's a habit you can change habits you can do something with them but if you say I am lazy well where is the laziness then it's kind of hard to find if it's you so that's a really good distinction from the book as well. And let's say the opposite of action is analysis paralysis. So analysis, just analyzing what you need to do and paralysis, just waiting there and not doing it. So you could plan all day long and you could think about what you need to do, talk to yourself about what you need to do, but all of a sudden then you still haven't taken action. Uh, there's a really good Jim Rohn uh, seminar up on YouTube. I love Jim Rohn. Uh, he's a, he was a speaker from 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, spoke in the 90s as well. And he talked about 
if there's something you need to do, and um, let's say you have two options even to do it, like one road to go down and another road. He basically said, just go and do one road, go down one road, and you're going to know a lot quicker if it's the right way to go, rather than sitting there wondering which one's the better one. So even if this five second rule, you're thinking, well, I need to figure out the options before I do this five second thing. I'd suggest giving it a go with one of them and just seeing what happens and seeing the results and then seeing do you want to come back the way and do the other option or are you happy out that you took this option? But you will find out a lot quicker. So an example of how I use this myself is there are times when I wake up, I'll just go, no, I changed it to a three second rule. <laughs> Uh, because I was starting to get a bit smart, uh, I'd start counting down from five really slowly. And by the time I got to three, yeah, I'd have a bit of a story put in there going, you know, it's kind of cold and you know, I got up early yesterday, so maybe I'll wait in bed a bit longer. So I have a three second rule. I just go three, two, one, up. And even in that length, as I was counting there, you wouldn't have had much time to think about other things in between the count. And that's the effect it has for me and other people I've heard who use this rule as well. I set up a focus group last year of a group of students when I was trying out a few ideas to do with study and productivity and things. And it was amazing. We did an hour where I basically got out of board and I said, listen, what is it you feel you need help with? And we made up a big list of things. So I gave them a few tips and checked in with them two to three weeks later. One student came back and they said, you know what, that five second rule, that was the that was the most handiest thing I learned. I know on one hand, listening to that, you could go, what, that, that's such a simple little thing. But it's the actual results of using it. So let's say you're procrastinating on homework, you're procrastinating on study. Count it down from five. Isn't too time consuming. <laughs> it isn't too hard to do. And it's only a little action but it gets you doing the bigger action and the bigger tasks and gets them out of the way. That's where I see the usefulness of this for teenagers in particular. Because first of all, you can't say you don't have time to do it. <laughs> that's that's definitely that's definitely one true thing. Um, the other thing then is, if five seconds isn't working, you can try three seconds, try two, <laughs> try one. Or the, I love the Nike one, just do it, no seconds. And just hovering back to the TED talk on procrastination, the right time might never come for you to complete certain actions. So just counting down and doing it gets them out of the way so much quicker. Overall, that is the five second rule, a book I'd recommend. However, if you don't have time for reading the book, that's it in an absolute nutshell. It's a simple action. It can give massive results. And like Anton, I'd ever suggest, I'd say try it for 30 days or try it for a week, try it for whatever you want and start to look at how it works for you and how it doesn't. So for example, for teenagers, you could use it to wake up. You could use it to start to get into homework. You could also make a list of things that you usually put off doing and try the five second rule with those. It doesn't take skill. It just takes a bit of discipline and also maybe a bit of a reminder. It's very easy to forget to do this. Uh, as I just uh, demonstrated earlier on when I said that uh, there's some things I've been procrastinating on. Uh, it was just when I pulled up the notes of this book, I went, yeah, I'm some of this is making a lot of sense today. <laughs> so would love to hear you get on with this. If you want to leave any comments, 
you can find me on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook. I'll link them in the description below. Thanks for listening. Catch you soon.